What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast, where the bases are always loaded, and we will give you the information for your fantasy teams to knock it out of the park. My name is Tyler St. Jean. Tonight, I am joined by my co-host, Brandon Duff, Nick Frazier, and Maddie Keeble, and the baseball season continues to roll on. And believe it or not, today is June 21st, the first day of summer. Uh, so far this entire year, we've been playing baseball in the spring, and, and we've reached the uh, middle of, well, the middle of, beginning of summer, first day. So uh, with that said, Brandon, I'll bring you on the show here. How you doing? Doing well, man. Yeah, the weather's actually, you know, where we are, the weather's been nice lately, so it's starting to feel like summer, too. Um, my kid's last day of school tomorrow, first grade. So, yeah, summer vacation. I'm ready to talk baseball, excited about today's show. Um, Nick, how you doing? Fantastic again. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the thing later in the episode, but I got out of a tight matchup due to uh, Kopech just not bringing it, bringing his A game on uh, Sunday. I was shaking in my boots, and I was going to be a pretty sore loser, but luckily I got the win, and I'm was, right was in the mix. to pull those out. Oh yeah, because if I lost there, I I would have been down, and I would have been just out of the that little muck, that little mix of muck that's that we're all in right now. So, other than Maddie, so Ooh. how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm back in the beautiful state of Massachusetts, back in the studio, back with my mic. I sound great. I'm ready to talk baseball. And Nick, thanks for giving me the alley oop there, my potential victory lap on Mister Cope. Ah, not gonna say it, Mr. Cole. I, I thought your mic broke out there, son. I couldn't even hear you. Nope, but he's just, I told you, I'm getting ready to victory lap, but not yet. It's too premature to victory lap. I'm not one of those guys on Twitter that victory lap too early because then you get victory lapped on. Oh, I do. I, I've been waiting for uh, Verdugo to heat back up so I can start tweeting about him again. I, I would just, love him to heat up. Yeah, I know. He was, he was so nasty at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I just want that back and I can. You know, come out from a hiding spot and start victory lapping. Rev up them engines, <laughs> baby. I love it. Yeah. Kopech hasn't been awful to the point that you're going to victory lap. Just nah. He's been fine. In the start uh, before, since, the start before since, he was unreal. Exactly. Since he's been bad, since I said he was bad, he's had one good start and three bad ones. Just saying. Just saying. Depends on what you qualify as bad. Yeah, true, because you could cop out of one because he threw two pitches or whatever and yeah. came out with a knee injury. But if you started him, you ain't going to say it's good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move along here. Brandon, let's get us started off with some news and notes. And then today we're going to go right into our first segment after that. So go right ahead. Yeah, I don't got much today. Um, First off, Paul Goldschmidt was held out of the Cardinals lineup today with lower back tightness. Um, Jeff McNeil's MRI came back, didn't show anything worrisome. Um, he could be back in the lineup soon. He was held out today. Bryce Harper was held out again today with a blister, but he could be available as a pinch hitter tonight. Um, Jordan Alvarez is back in the Astros lineup. He was ba- uh, back from a hand injury. What was he just out one day, Sunday? That was it, right? He left early. I think it was like in the sixth or seventh inning on Saturday. Then he was out Sunday. Then all they right. had the day off. So hopefully he's back right. in yeah. full strength. He should be all right. Um, Ketel Mar- Marte's back. Is he back today? Right. He agent today. Yeah. Back from a hamstring. I re- I thought I read earlier today he was out of the lineup, and then yeah, all right, he's back. The hamstring. 
And now uh, David Peralta was absent from the Diamondbacks lineup. That was a back injury. And Trey Mancini, uh, he returned to the Orioles lineup. That was from a hand injury. Um, yeah, that's all I got today. Pretty quick news and notes. Love that, especially since two of the guys that are rostering Golden Pony are coming back today. They were almost on the other side of the good news and notes, the bad side. I feel like Bryce Harper just can't, like, get 100%. He's, like, in and out of the lineup constantly. Anytime you're dealing with, like, he has, like, a torn UCL. Mm-hmm. Right, like, like, he has a DH. You're just – you're compensating so much on such a major, like, mechanism in your arm for baseball. So, yeah, he's probably going to deal with, like – Still playing like an MVP when he plays. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he still can't even throw. He's only a DH for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yep. Which is crazy because if you know, you know, Bryce Harper's known for his canyon. So, yeah, kind of stinks to see. But at the same time, as long as he's in the lineup, you're getting your tickets worth. Right now that cannon's got a (laughs) a tear in it. So he can't uh, can't use it right now, only swing it. That's crazy that he could still play even – it's weird how he can swing it. Like I feel like he'd still feel that. Right. Uh, it's gotta be painful. He's gotta be taking yeah. injections and stuff and trying to deal with the pain. But yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I guess he can try to play through it, but yeah, he's probably gonna need some type of surgery. Um, that you know, going into next year, I don't know what his outlook's gonna be, you know, if he's gonna start the season on time next year. Um, but <clears throat> that's for next year, but we're we'll, we'll talking about this year right now. So with that said. Matt, you want to introduce us to our segment today we're going to be talking about? For sure, Tyler. So tonight we're going to go very young. We're a bunch of old men here on this pod. So today we're going to kind of turn back the clock and talk about prospects, not necessarily rookies. Uh, Guys who have been recently called up either this year, last year, a mix of the two. But we're talking predominantly about the youth, young players in in baseball. We got our good, our bad, and our still in the minors. So we're going to go ahead and knock those out one by one. All right. Then let's get started. You want to start off with uh, some some young rookies who have been playing well this year? Do you want to start off with some rookies who have not been playing well this year? Let's start with the bad. You know, let's get the, right. the let's get the negative out of the way yeah. and then brighten up the pod on the way out. All right. All right. I like that. Brandon, get us started here. Give us a rookie who has not been performing that well this year. And, you know, if you want to add on a little bit more to it, what if you own this guy or what you do with him, or maybe uh, if he's out there, would you take a shot at him in the future? Oh, are you so, saying to do a little buy and sell afterwards? Because mm-hmm. you know your boy likes that a lot. If you want. Okay. Want, okay. I'm the I'm the perfect one to get this started because he my guy technically isn't a rookie, so Brandon Marsh um, lost his rookie status last year, but he's young, 24, and he still hasn't played um, a full season in Major League Baseball. So I think he uh, fits this this segment here. And he's but, certainly um, been bad, very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, 35%, 34% K rate. Um, He's been pretty pretty bad lately. Um, doesn't walk much. He's got a, a 121 ISO, 242 batting average. Uh, 80. He's got an 88 WRC plus, so he's below average player overall. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like at this point I'm not holding on to him. I don't see why the Angels wouldn't be trying to replace him. He does play really good defense, and I and maybe that's the reason why. But he kind of I don't know. He seems kind of Jackie Bradley ish to me. So. At this point in fantasy, I, I'd be out on Brandon Marsh. 
I, I understand why the Angels keep him out there. He he is a really good defensive player, but for like I said, for fantasy purposes, I'm I'm also with him. And they have Joe Adele waiting in the wings. I mean, yeah. And what? in his uh, limited eighty something games played, he's definitely put up better numbers than Brandon Marsh. So if you, if you want to have a thirty four percent K rate, why not take the pop? I'm not, I'm not right. going to take. Uh, but hey, what is it about? They, the, they take the, the defense. A's, it's the defense, the, honestly, because. That was negative defensively. Yes, so. he's awful. My buddy out in L.A., I talk to him all the time about the Angels, and that's what he says. He's like, the fans want Adele, but they understand Marsh because Adele's so bad in the outfield. But I just want to know what the heck is going on in Anaheim where their top-end prospects do so well in the minors and then so poorly when they get to the bigs. Last year in his short cup of coffee, about 70 games, Marsh had a 35% K rate. Right, yep. So it's like these guys get up there, and it's like, is is it that much easier to see and hit the ball in the Pacific Coast League so that when they get called up, it's so night and day difference? What is the big deal? Because it doesn't seem like – I mean, his minor league K percentages weren't terrible coming up to 2021, and then it's like skyrockets. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Brandon Marsh for me has he just doesn't he's not intriguing to me. He never has been. Nothing like screamed out to me like, oh, I gotta get in on this guy. Um, now Joe Adele, like you mentioned, is the opposite. I've always been intrigued by Joe Adele. I think he's got a ton of pop. But and yeah, I agree with both guys, strikeout rates being so high, you can I'd rather take Joe Adele at the plate. Yeah, but you know, defense. If he if Joe Adele's that bad defensively, and Brandon Marsh is a plus defender, I can see why the Angels are sticking with him over Adele between the two. But yeah, their um, strikeout rates in the bigs are identical. They're yeah, both thirty four percent. Thirty four. Mm. Yeah, that's awful for both of them. That is bad. That's real bad. <laughs> <laughs> over a third of the time, they're striking out. It's like every game they got to strike out at least in there, mixed in there. For sure. For sure. But um, all right, let's move along here. Then, Nick, you want to give us your uh, guy who's not playing well, and then also if you want to add anything on Marsh before you do that, go right ahead. No, you guys, you guys pretty much hit on Marsh. Yeah. I I think I'm down on him and uh, this player. Uh, this guy got pretty much a lot of hype. People waiting for him to get called up. He was like seventy percent rostered before he. It was even word of him getting called up, so people were stashing him. It's gonna be Nolan Gorman. I told you guys earlier he's striking out a lot. But apparently he's only got like a 20 – oh, no, never mind. I'm sorry. I just corrected myself. So he, he, he strikes out a lot. He's not playing against lefties. Um, he started off hot. He, he's kind of cooled off. So the league's kind of caught up to him right now. And, um, I mean – We'll see if he can adjust, but, I mean, last night he struck out three times. He did it a homer over the weekend. So he, he does have that power, and it might be, if you have, depending on your team structure, it might be nice to have him. But I think a lot, some of the rookies were going to be, well, some of the young guys we're going to be talking about a little later, I'd rather have over him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just the fact that those guys are going to be getting more playing time, too, from what it seems. I know recently he started like uh, nine out of like 11 games or something, uh, maybe last leading up into uh, later last week. But 
He's only hitting about uh, two fifteen right now, if I'm not mistaken. Two twenty. So I don't know. I I, th- I think I'm kind of out on Gorman. I wouldn't necessarily drop him or anything, but oh, he's actually hitting two forty seven. My bad. I don't know. I, I just like a lot of. Uh, there's so many prospects getting called up right now that, I mean, that I. It's like which one do you choose? I think Gorman's lower on that list. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, in shallow leagues, especially shallow redraft leagues, you can move on. But in deeper leagues, I'm holding. Uh, he does flash in a few metrics when you look on his underlying profile. And he's got that 116 WRC plus. So even with the colder stretch here since the middle of June, he's still a above average player. But yeah, Nick, those Ks, you're right. They're, they are tough. And in points leagues, hanging negative numbers will not do you any favors with your team builder. He's going to be super hot and cold. That's just how he, he's going to go through stretches yeah. where he puts up huge numbers because he has a ton of power. But he Ks so much that when he's not, you know, when he's just not hitting, it's going to be bad. I mean, he's... He, he had a 368 ISO in AAA this year. He obviously wasn't going to do that in the bigs. And now his ISO is 180. And that's pretty good. But he's, you know, he's going through a rough stretch now. And he's always going to K. And that's going to, you know, just, it's not a great profile. But in, in deeper, like Matt said, in deeper leagues, and he plays a position where I think, like, you take pop from that position. There's not a ton oh, yeah. of guys that hit home runs at second base. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta roster him for the for the the hot streak that's coming. But I mean, you look throughout his entire career, he's never posted a uh, a swinging strike percentage less than thirteen percent since he's been out of rookie ball. And you're going to slump when you swing and miss, you know, a sixth of the time. All right, that's it for Nolan Gorman. I'm gonna move along here in the. Uh... The bad rookie train, if you would. Uh, guy I'm going to talk about was the first overall pick just a couple of years ago. Went to the Motor City, Detroit. Spencer Torkelson. Um, it's been a rough 2022 season for the uh, <clears throat> first baseman. He is currently batting under 200 on the season. He only has four home runs and a 26% strikeout rate. Not quite at the uh, 34 that Martian Adele are at, but 26 isn't that good either. Um the Tigers in general just have been a huge disappointment this season. And Torkelson's right, right at the top of that. Well, not right at the top, but he's up there. He's up there as one of their biggest disappointments, I would say. Uh, if you're looking for some positives with Torkelson, he's 73rd percentile in walk rate, and he's also 81st percentile in max exit velo. So he has raw power when he when he gets a hold of it. He, he's he's a big a big kid. He's only 22 years old. I think the talent's there. Uh, he's definitely not a bust yet. Let's not go that far. And I think Dynasty League owners, um, now would be a good time if you're looking to, to buy. Maybe you could buy a little mm. low on Torkelson uh, because I, I think he still has a very high ceiling. Um, it could be second half. He's starting to come on a little bit this week, but um, you know, second half of the season next year, we could see a different uh, type of hitter. Yeah, I love the buy call in Dynasty. This is your window to get guys who are the former 101 at maybe some point of a discount. So I love that call, Tyler. Um, I will say in shallower leagues, if you are kind of playing the hot streaks with, with your first baseman or your corner infielder or one of the utility guys, 
his regression metrics do call for a little bit of positive regression, not enough to hold on all year and expect a massive season. But like Tyler said, if this hot streak stretches out a couple more days, go ahead and add him because he might just go on a nice little run, you know, with a high bad bib and get you some things, then you get on out afterwards. He was drafted like based purely on his hitting. I mean, mm. this like reminds me of Andrew Vaughn so much. I feel like Andrew Vaughn started off really slow when he came up. He was drafted based so he was what the third pick in the draft. Yep, both Vaughn. college bats. Right, right. I, I just feel like Torkelson's he's gonna hit. He's gonna hit. Andrew Vaughn, not to get off topic though, uh, just never really got a full shot last year. It was his first year, and I, I we talked about him on the outfield preview show this year. And I mentioned I hated that he was a career first baseman trying to play the outfield in his first year in the major. Yeah, that's not right. Yep. Twenty-two, and yep. the Rusa, and then he yeah. When you're trying to share, get you, Andrew right. Vaughn is what I thought he was. That's Andrew Vaughn. Right? <laughs> he is. Yeah, Vaughn's nasty, and I, Torkelson's yeah. going to be an awesome hitter. I think so. I think the, yeah, the by low call and I really think he's going to turn it around. Yeah, he's showing good plate IQ too. That's a positive. Yeah, he walks. Like you said. Yeah, he's got an over ten percent walk rate. He doesn't look overwhelmed. He's not striking out Brandon Marsh numbers. No, just 26, not 34%. (laughs) It's better. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather a a young guy like that be under 30 than, you know, above it. True. So he's going to figure things out. But um, I think Torgelson's more of a guy for next year. So I would definitely like try to buy low on him, redraft leagues. Maybe he does have his moments like later on down the stretch. But um I, I, I think Torkelson's just he needs some time to figure it out and he'll probably have a year kind of like Andrew Vaughn is having right now. So at some point. I I'd say it's more next year though. So I'm not I'm not necessarily down on Torkelson, big, but uh, this year I'm kinda out. Big twenty twenty three prediction for Spencer Torkelson for the GSFS pod. Uh, Matt, yeah. who is your uh, rookie that's not having a, a go at it right now? Good, good season. So I'm going to talk about Christian Pache. Uh, he was acquired from the Atlanta Braves in the Matt Olson deal. He's slashing 161, 209, 228. He's only got two bombs, 26 runs plus RBIs, only one stolen bag. And he's had 193 uh, plate appearances so far in 2022. So it's not a short sample size. His W1C, uh, RC plus of 28. He's got a sub 100 at 067 ISO. He's got a 14.1 swinging strike rate, which is in the 22nd percentile amongst rookies. All that truly highlights how ineffective he's been for Oakland. Uh, but they're, you know, trying to find silver linings uh, anywhere I can. He does have pretty good size and speed, 62217, and he's in the 83rd percentile sprint speed. He's a great defender, so he's going to continue to get playing time, much like Brandon Marsh is. He's shown slight improvements in play IQ and in hard hit rate, but he needs to work on his launch angle. Three is, I mean, you're basically just killing every single worm that is in the infield when you're hitting a ball that low to the ground. He's got to use a little bit more of uh, a better launch angle, use some of his strength. And his, his, you know, his regression numbers do call for uh, maybe some good luck in the future, but you're talking so minimally, you can't do anything with it for fantasy. There's really nothing actionable here in redrafts, but I do think this is a chance to literally get him dirt cheap in dynasty. Only 23 years old. 
I think you can I think you can pick him up in a lot of dynasty leagues. I don't know if many are Maybe. holding on to him. I, I don't see him being rostered the way it's mm, going. Yeah, you we don't play in many dynasties. It's, dynasty it's a huge is dynasty. Pretty extensive. Yeah. I played in one dynasty, I'm not in it any longer, but you the guys that were rostered and they were yeah. You know, I think Durbin Felton, the reliever that the Sox drafted two years ago, was rostered. There's some obscure guys. So in Dynasty, but yeah, I mean, you could get him for a streamer. You could probably get him for anything at this point because he's been so, so bad. Yeah, yeah. When he was with the Braves, I didn't even realize he was like a big prospect. And then, Isn't uh, he like a completely fielding first prospect, though? He, he might I mean, be mostly. To, to, I, maybe in his tool set, but like he reached like the top. Five, I want to say a top seven prospects in baseball. You don't get that high strictly on defense, but he never flashed a whole lot of power numbers. Yeah, I, I've watched some. This is I've watched some Oakland Athletics games this year, and there's there's not many hitters in the league that I can give you over Christian Pache where I feel more comfortable in the guy on the mound facing him. Like he strikes zero fear into me. You mentioned his numbers, and it, it backs it up. Like yeah. He he's been like Brandon said. He he's reminds me of like a like a JBJ, but not even as good as JBJ. Not even close. Like a, a ninth hitter. It's a center fielder who's a good defensive player. Mm-hmm. That's all he really reminds me of when I see him. In 2021, in uh, AAA for the Braves, he did have 11 homers and in 94 runs plus RBIs with nine steals. So he does have uh, you know double double potential in him. But yeah, he's uh, at this rate, he's just going to be the guy who made a, a, a funny tweet when he was traded. All right. Let's uh, move along here to our good rookies. I'm, I'm tired of the negative. I'm tired of talking badly about guys. I'm, I'm ready to show some positives and talk about some guys who have been playing well in their first year in the, in the bigs. So with that said, Brandon, who you got for us? Let's, let's talk rookie ball here. Yeah, so my um, my last guy wasn't a rookie, and Riley Green um, has three games in Major League Baseball so far. So, <laughs> but he's he's been really good, three seventy five average. He's got a six fifteen OBP. Um, yeah, he's only played three games in the big so far, but coming off twenty twenty one was a huge year for him in the minors. He played in Double A AA and Triple A. He split time. He hit twenty four home runs total. Had sixteen steals. Um, his power really came on that year in 2021 last last season. Um, started the year off her, obviously. Um, yeah, I just I think you know hopefully he can be that spark and kind of get the Tigers going. Everybody thought they could be a better team than they started out so far, but um, I think Riley Green is if he's out there and available in your league, I'm sure some people probably dropped him. I don't even think he was IL eligible because. Um, he was still in the minors, I think. So I don't think you could have stashed him, really. So I'm sure he was out there in a lot of leagues. I'd kind of add, add him at this point. I think he has ceiling, and there's not many guys out there you can get like him. Uh, he, Like I said, he also had 16 steals last year. So had three in AAA before he was called up. Riley Green would be a guy that I'd be adding to my roster if he's out there. How do you guys feel about him? I'm, I'm in a Riley Green. I love his tool set. Like, uh, not, he doesn't project to be a massive K guy. So if he can keep it around the 25% range, I think he's right. yep. absolutely rosterable in, in fantasy. He should see plenty of opportunities um, in Detroit. The record they have now, and they finally mm. called him up. They've been waiting to see what they have in him. So um, 
should should have plenty of playing time, and I'm I'm in on him. Definitely worth the pickup. And, and I like point, the fact that he walks too. So no, oh, for sure he he definitely shows the, the thirty eight percent so far. I don't think that's going to last, but no. But if you look at his minor league numbers, he routinely keeps it in the double yep, digits. Yep. So that's great. And like and they, to your point, Tyler, about how fast they wanted to call him up, they only gave him fifteen games in the minors, so it's basically a rehab stint. You know, so they if he didn't get hurt, he was absolutely going to be on this big. Yeah, he was starting in the bigs, definitely. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yep. All right, Nick. Let's move this along. Who's a rookie that you have here who's been performing well? Well, I'm going to go with my boy from the Braves, uh, Michael Harris. Uh, he got called up straight from Double A. He's played 22 games. In his first 22 games, he's batted 346, scored 14 runs. He's got three homers, 13 ribbies, and two stolen bases. And in those 22 games, he's played every inning. Now he bats ninth. But, I mean, that's because it's probably more of a, uh, you know, all, all those veteran guys on that team are, I mean, at this point, just better players than him. Obviously, he's just he's a young guy, came up straight from double A. He doesn't walk much. And uh, a lot of his success is probably to do with his uh, Babbitt. So there's going to be some regression. He's only uh, striking out 21% of the time, which is pretty good for a guy, you know, just coming up his first time and uh, getting his first taste of the majors. But he's got a 160 WRC plus. So, I mean, that strikeout rate is bound to come up once guys start figuring him out. Starts playing uh, some of the same guys, a little, the same teams a little more. But uh, right now he's performing, and I don't see that wave. That wave is still pretty powerful right now. So, I mean, I would – between hit – like I know uh, Riley Green is also an outfielder between both of them. I mean, obviously Harris has been around a little longer and Riley Green just got here. It's tough to tell. Like maybe would you drop Harris for Green or Green for Harris? Would you just hold – like, I don't know. Either way, I mean, both of these guys, they got some potential. He's a top prospect in the uh, Braves organization. And for a young dude, he's come up and he's kind of showing up. So, uh, I mean, the bright that wave, man. And I I think long-term this guy could be, you know, five category guy with good combo of power and speed and what looks to be good play skills. So how do you guys feel, Maddie? I like, I like what he's done so far. Um, but if you ask me want green or Harris, I'm taking green. Um, yep. I think Harris does have uh, a potential to, to hit a slump here and there as all young guys do. And sometimes when the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they come out guns blazing, you, you hit that, quick wall like a Nolan Gorman kind of has. Now he doesn't have the strikeout potential, so that's going to keep him above water. But I'm in no rush to get rid of Michael Harris. And if you are if you need an outfielder, I'm definitely adding him as well. I was just going to say, if I if Riley Green's out there, I'm going to find somebody else to drop it on Michael Harris. I'm keeping Harris, too. Yeah, I think I would do that, too. I'm taking Green and Harris. And Harris, you were saying, Nick, like his strikeout rate might come up. twenty. He's been under 20% for most of his minor league career. I know he's only 21. He hasn't yeah. a ton. But he's been under twenty percent. Like it might come up a little bit, but I don't. I don't think he's gonna like. You know, we were talking about Marshall with his thirty-four percent. I don't think he's gonna be that kind of a guy. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be looking to keep Harris. 
Yeah, can we throw in a good defender? Because I'm watching the game right now, and he just threw out Brandon Crawford at the plate. From <laughs> so, oh, uh, well, no, Michael well, Harris, uh, youngest player in the league right now. Yeah, Trails wonder, uh, younger by younger than Wander Franco by six days. So, wow. youngest guy in the league. He's he's very young, 21, um, straight up from Double A, like you said, Nick. So, right now, what he's doing is very impressive. Oh, I think he's safe though. Uh, <laughs> uh, very impressive what he uh, what he's been doing this year. I watched last night's game as well, um, and Basin uh, Logan Webb three hits off him, missed the home run by like six inches, ended up getting a triple off of him. Uh, yeah, he's been on fire. He, he's got wheels on the plate. He, he's hitting to all sides of the field. He had two opposite field singles. Um, I would want him in uh, Riley Green, like he like you guys have said. I, I don't, <laughs> We'd love the Ross of both of those guys, uh, redraft or dynasty. It doesn't even matter. Well, the thing, too, you did mention his defense. So he, well, I'm guessing he almost threw out. Uh, yeah, he's going he's to be called safe. He's yeah. But uh, the reason why, he's, he's made some incredible defensive plays. Right? So the reason he's in the lineup every day is because of his defense. So mm-hmm. that's when defense works out for you in fantasy, I guess. Absolutely. Keeps you in the game, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, who's next? I'm gonna I'm gonna go along here. Um, the rookie I'd like to talk about is Alec Thomas from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's 22 years old, currently batting 276 on the season with five home runs and only 143 plate appearances. He's uh, currently in the middle of a 12 game hitting streak. Uh, he's recently been moved up to the number two hole in the lineup. I believe that's only against righties though, because he's already back down to seventh facing a lefty. But he he's in there um, every night. He doesn't. He's not like a a platoon. He, he's in there every day, center fielder, lefties and righties he's facing, and he's been doing well against both. Um, he's been running a little bit more lately. He's got four steals over his past 13 games. Looking at his minor league numbers, he has 15 ba- around 15 bags a season, uh, stolen bags, and he's in the 94th percentile in sprint speed. Uh, so I believe he can grab you some bags for the rest of this season and going forward into uh, his future career. Uh, his strikeout rate's only 17.6%, which is really good for a 22-year-old rookie. Uh, the thing I like most about Thomas as well was earlier in the year, about three weeks ago, actually not earlier in the year, but three weeks ago, he had a minor slump, um, and he was having some issues against the shift, and he worked with his hitting coach, and he fixed it, like, immediately. He's hitting to all sides of the field now. He just looks like a solid bat, and he looks like he's going to be in the league for a, a really long time. So, um, Alec Thomas, anything you guys want to add on him? I don't have a ton to add. I just really kind of agree with everything. Just everything you're saying. Alec Thomas has looked great. It doesn't seem like he has a bunch of uh, good luck in his favor. So he's just what you see was you get good all around ball player. He's going to contribute all over. I like him. And and if the Diamondbacks start to kind of fall out of, maybe they trade a guy like a, you know, one of their veterans like a Christian Walker or something. And now you're seeing him bat in the two or three hole every day. And yeah. then he's really. I think he can handle it too. So I, I, I like Alec Thomas a lot. Yep, the power speed. I feel like every guy we've talked about so far has got the power speed thing going on. It, it's crazy. Like we're talking about these guys. Like I want every one of these guys on my team. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, it's kind of it's kind of a risk to just take all these young guys and try to pile them together. But the way they're all playing right now, man. Yeah, I, I love it. But, yeah, Alec, Alec Thomas, I don't know if you mentioned this, Tyler. I, I missed it. Like, he's on a 12-game hit streak right now. 
Yep. Then like 364. And, you know, I he's probably a highlight on that Arizona offense. So I'm hoping they, they I mean, I guess they're kind of in the mix somehow. But um surprising, right? They had a little surprising. Yeah, yeah. They 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 blow up some games, so they get they got some power on that team. Anyway, I do hope they kind of <laughs> I get I I do hope they kind of get to the point where they do have to start selling off some pieces and you know, try out some new guys, kind of like what the pirate the pirates are doing. Pirates, oh, pirates are selling up everybody. They're everybody like, Oh, right you batted four hundred independent ball in the city of Pittsburgh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, oh, they're just you like, shook out fifteen new Clippers. Whoop, you're up. <laughs> oh, you went down to Brockton Rocks and Cade Ortiz and Manny Ramirez's kid. Whoop, you're up. <laughs> yeah, like half their lineup is just new dudes. It's the young blood. Yeah, they're all call-ups. Yeah, you got like what Swaggerty, Sawinski. You don't even know what's coming up next. Yeah. Maybe Saint Jean. Warm up the Warm up the They just called up O'Neill Cruz. Oh, oh, Cruz, oh, he looks yeah. good. Yeah, he, he already broke like three stat cast records in his first I'm getting, three innings. I'm getting brought in off the street next week. <laughs> that, <so>. that throw <laughs> yesterday, I know you don't get fancy points for it, yeah. but oh, wow. Oh, that was – Wow. That looked he, like it hurt. He threw a ball like 98 across <laughs> the diamond. He hit a ball like 117 miles an hour. Yeah. And then I think his sprint speed was already like the hardest. Out. The hardest hit ball this year, right? That- it's one of it's up there. It's it's probably not. It's, I think uh, Stanton and, and Judge have hit absolute nuclear bombs, but yeah, it's 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 up there. It's definitely up there. It's it could be up top five, if not higher. Yeah, he smoked it, and he's a wild dude to watch. What was he six eight, six seven, six seven? He looks like a creative player in the show. Yeah, those those guys aren't supposed to be playing like shortstop. A- right, nah. right. All right, Maddie. Finish off the uh, good uh, rookie to have been playing good or well, I should say. So I well, don't mean to to break up the left-handed toolsy outfielders that you boys put together, but I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna talk about a pitcher. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Spencer Strider. He's he was taken in the fourth round of the 2020 MLB amateur draft. He went to Clemson, so a college kid. Uh, and he had a very interesting development plan for the Braves in 93 and one third MILB innings last year as a starter. Right. So about 100 innings. Then he comes up this year. He's in the bullpen. And since he made the, the full transition to a traditional starting pitcher, uh, this is not including Tuesday's night start, which is not going particularly well. Uh, having said that, though, I still have absolute faith in Strider over the rest of the course of the season because, like I said, this is this information's not including Tuesday night's outing. So the four previous starts, two and one, two seven five ERA, one oh seven WHIP, and a thirty eight point three K rate. He limits hard contact, five percent barrel rate, sub thirty percent hard hit rate. His K metrics are bonkos, sixteen percent swinging strike rate, and a twenty five point nine K minus walk rate. All that's all good, all great, absolutely pristine. But then you go ahead and look into the uh, 2.89 Sierra, 33% CSW uh, percentage, just really confirms how good he's been. Uh, and I think if 
people in the league sour on him because of a bad outing uh, against the, you know, a, a good team in the San Francisco Giants, you got to get him on your roster if you can. Because like I said, he's about rostering 60% of the league, so he's out there. And because of the bad start on Tuesday, maybe that buys you an extra chance to add him. And I, I would do it because this dude is electric. Yeah, that's Half the runs call. are off an Austin wins home run. I mean... Yeah, you, you. I mean, anyone keep a bombs. Austin yeah, right. It All that boy it does happens. is win, win, win. Three, three run bomb. But yeah, that safe call I made about ten minutes ago was uh, his sixth earned run he gave up when uh, Michael Harris didn't quite throw out. Brandon mm-hmm. Crawford was a great throw. He just missed him by a second. Take but, back uh, yeah. everything I said about Michael Harris. Bum, hurt my man Strider. <laughs> this always Send happens, down. Though, Matt. This always happens. Send the back down. I saw you wanted to talk about how good Spencer Strider has been doing. And I knew that when, since he was pitching tonight, that he was going to throw up a terrible start and that's exactly what happened. So I blame you, you. And I will tell you one thing about Mr. Key womb here. No longer will I ever pick a guy to talk about who's pitching that night because yes. the narrative on what you're talking about drastically changes with <laughs> the six turn runs. Yeah. I, I, I thank you for that. Cause I played him tonight and it's not looking good. So I think to punish me, you should trade him to me. Sure. Yeah. Just uh, send me uh, one of your young rookies back my way. We'll make a deal. Okay. I got. I got a guy. Just perfect guy in mind for you. All right. I got. I got a few rookies. I got a few. I want to get in on this. I want a Strider. Ooh. We'll talk, we'll talk after the show. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Let's do this. I'll well, th- Nick, I'll take how, Strider. How are you going to add Strider? Then you can't talk about him next week. I want to talk about him next week. Okay. Anybody, anybody I talk about other than my uh, money in the bank, anybody I talk about like positively, they just let me down literally like two, <laughs> two hours later. I'm just like, oh, my God. But right now it's looking good for my money in the bank. Yeah. He's actually pitching right now. So. so, guys, we've talked about a rookie who hasn't been doing well, talked about a rookie who has been doing well so far in, in major league baseball what about for this last turnaround the last time around the carousel i i go ahead and i one up both of those and i say why don't we talk about a guy who still hasn't even made it to the big leagues a prospect who's still minor league ball what do you say uh, you can do it. do it yeah put the scout hat on go ahead brandon i know i know brandon's our big uh Double A, triple A kind of guy, prospect watch right, over here. Right. Who do you got for us, Brandon? Who do you want to talk about? I'm going Gunnar Henderson, Baltimore Orioles shortstop. Young kid, started on double A this year. Played um 47 games, had a 19.7% walk rate, 18.3% K rate. So walks more than he strikes out. Um, had eight home runs, had 76 runs in RBI combined. Through his first 47 games played, dude was putting up ridiculous numbers. He gets called up to AAA. He's played 12 games in AAA, has a 24% walk rate there, 16% K rate, walking more than he strikes out again in AAA at 20 years old. He hasn't even turned 21 yet. 300 batting average. He's slugging 525. He's got two home runs already. He's got a stolen base. Dude <laughs> hits for power. He runs. Young kid. Fantrax has him with an ETA of 2022, saying he could get called up this year. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe not. You know, they, they've been pretty aggressive this year. They're calling up their guys. But we'll see. 
But anyway, yeah, the kid's just been nasty. I, I'd be I'd be keeping an eye on him. I mean, any player that's doing this at this age, we were just talking about Michael Harris, another 21-year-old. He's the youngest kid in the big leagues. Teams are calling up guys at, at faster paces than we've ever seen. So um, he's a player I'd keep my eye on, Gunnar Henderson. Fantastic Kelsey, name, too. You're not feeling Fantastic that, are you, name. Tyler? You don't think he's going to get called up this year? No, I honestly, I don't know. But I just saw, like, before you're talking about it, he's only 20 years old. Like, we mentioned Michael Harris is the youngest player in the league right now at 21. Like, are we going to see a 20-year-old year in the league? He turns 21 in a couple weeks. Oh, okay. I think it's All July right. is his birthday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get, he'll get called up on his birthday. I mean, Baltimore's – they got Mateo play, playing shortstop right now for them. They got really no one blocking him. And from what I saw, is he, he's big. So they got him playing third base a little bit too. And and he said, wherever they need me to move up to, I'll play. So we could see him at third or shortstop if they do call him up. So how, how old was Machado when they called him up? Was he 20? He might have been. He might have been. I can give you a quick look see here. Wasn't, wasn't Trout like 19? Am I, make, am I mixing that up? No, I don't, think, I don't think – yeah, I don't know if we've really had a 19-year-old in a long time. I think Griffey Jr. was like the last mm. – Machado debuted at 19. Yeah, he played Machado 51 games. There we go. He All played right. 51 games at 19. All right. So, yeah, so maybe they'll call him up. I don't know. Trout also had got 40 games in the 2020 uh, 2011 season at 19. 19. Okay. Machado and Trout at 19. That's that's impressive. He he just looks the the call up, he's hitting he's you know, he's taking it in stride. And with that super two date, you know, vastly approaching for a lot of squads, they may they could give him a shot. They could. They really could. What are they playing? You know, uh, the short stops, it's just why not call him up? Maybe some sites have him there, like you mentioned. Uh, but he's been great. Absolutely dynamite, even in AAA in a short sample size. If he keeps it up, Nicky might be right. Get that little birthday call. <laughs> Happy birthday, Gunner. Want to play for the Orioles? What a gift that he would earn. Matt, one day they're going to have a Grayson, an Adley, and a Gunner. Oh, man. I love I Grayson. feel old from Brandon, yeah. Nick, Matt, and Tyler, a bunch of classic names. Man, maybe we should give ourselves Orioles nicknames. Well, um, Gunner was picked in the second round the same year as Adley, right? So, yeah. you know, Adley's out of college and Gunner was out of high school, but, you know, they could have uh, both both guys from that draft class a couple of years ago mm-hmm. already in the bigs. Uh, Nick, who do you have for your prospect in the minors right now? So my prospect in the minors, uh, I mean, I might be cheating a little bit because he's con- in most circles, he's considered the number one prospect overall in the league that'd be Corbin Carroll of the Arizona Diamondbacks um he he's all maybe I'm just riding the Michael Harris high of guys coming up from double a he hasn't made it to triple a yet for whatever reason he's just dominated pretty much every level which um you know I mean he's right now this this year he's he's got like a He's got a 24% K rate. He walks 14% of the time. But he's batting 321. He's got a 170 WRC plus. He's got 15 homers. Um, I mean, the, the guy just kills it all around. And Arizona, 
I, I don't know if they'll call him up this year because they seem to have a nice little crew. I know there's guys they could definitely replace on that in that lineup. But uh, he might get ca- – I'd say he might get called up for a little uh, cup of coffee, you know, later on in the season, maybe if they're out of it, maybe if they're trying to make a push. Who knows? Try him out. Give him a taste. I don't know why they haven't brought him up to AAA yet with what he's done across, like, every uh, year of the minors. But I, 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 I've been watching this kid for a little bit, and he just seems to, like, do it all. And and I've heard that like he, he goes like above and beyond. He goes and like he goes with the team scouts and checks out like MLB games and kind of get picks their mind on what they're looking for, what they're uh, you know what they see in other players. And he, he he tries to improve himself from those uh, situations. So sounds like a That's, nerd. Yeah, but I like nerds, dude. Nerd. He's a he, his effort is off the charts. He got hurt last year in his 2021 season with a shoulder, but doesn't seem to have slowed him down this year. I love me some Corbin Carroll and Dynasty. I just don't. I'm less confident he gets the call than I am Gunnar Nelson. So, yeah, I would I, I would say that Gunnar has a better shot at this point. Henderson. I don't know. I said Nelson. <laughs> But yeah, I like it. I mean, the kid profiles to be a really good ball player. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if he's going to be up this year. We mentioned Alec Thomas, Farshow's been playing the outfield, and they got a carousel of other guys out there. Um, we'll see, though. You know, he's in Double A. I, I don't. I'd, I'd like to see him in Triple A soon, too, Nick. Like you just mentioned. Um, but yeah, he, he's looking like in the future he could be a uh, top fantasy outfielder for years to come. All right. Another guy who could be a top outfielder for years to come, uh, especially in categories leagues, a guy who's been generating a lot of buzz this year in double a and triple a is an outfielder in the Padres organization. His name is estuary. I I believe it's estuary Uh, estuary Ruiz. Uh, He's 23 years old. And he started the season in double A and absolutely crushed it this year. He had a 344 batting average with nine home runs and 37 stolen bases in 49 games. Did did you guys hear what I just said? He had 37 stolen bases in 49 games. And he called up the triple A. So far, as of Monday, June 20th, in triple A, he's batting 422 with four home runs in 11 stolen bases in 11 games. (laughs) This guy's like Adalberto Mondesi times two. I don't know what this guy is, but he seems to be. Hopefully he's good. But he's good. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. He's he's Adalberto Mondesi who can actually hit home runs and get on base is what he is. Um, But yeah, Padres fans are are losing their minds over this guy right now. He was initially a second baseman. Uh, he's transitioned into like a corner outfielder. I heard he's not that great on defense. They're looking for maybe a left or a right fielder with this guy. Um, before the year started, there were concerns about his strikeout and walk percentages, but it seems like he's got it figured out this year at age 23. Uh, his K percentage is only at 17.8%. His hard contact percentage this year has been at 30%, which is really good as well. Um, I'm thinking by the end of the year, we, we could be seeing this guy getting called up as long as he keeps being electric and, and, 
putting up the numbers he's been doing right now, I don't see why the Padres wouldn't want to give this guy a shot somewhere out there in the outfield to help him out. Just to touch on his availability in the second half of, uh, of fantasy seasons, Pirate. I mean, the Padres are in it, and you know that their team, their you know their execs like to wheel and deal. If he doesn't crack the big league club, you could see him traded in a massive deal where they get some huge piece to push him over the top, and he becomes the everyday second baseman for his new ball club or everyday outfielder for his new ball club. So I, I'm with you, Tyler. I'm pretty co- like I'm more. I'm probably more confident in uh, Ruiz hitting the big leagues. Uh, almost as much as any of the guys that we're going to talk about here tonight that are still in the minors. So uh, I think he's definitely worth a, a stash in some deep formats. And I mean, Mazzara has been all right lately, but there's no guarantee that he's going to be playing in the outfield for the Padres for any you know long period of time. Martin Perez, bestie, no more Mazzara. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If no one's got anything else on Ruiz, Matt, who do you have for your minor leaguer so tonight i'd like to talk about Vinny paz no not the legendary boxer from rhode island but busy Vinny, and i'm going to try to i even put the phonetic on my show notes here so i don't screw this up pass quintino Vinny pass quintino uh he's a first baseman playing triple a for the kansas city royals 278 batting average 17 home runs he's got 109 runs plus RBIs. So he's been uber productive in AAA. He's showing tremendous plate discipline. He's got a 0.97 K by walk ratio in a 13% K rate. So the AAA talent is not overwhelming in the slightest. And what I'm looking at here, a guy uh, in the minors, when he gets his call up, how's that Babbitt? Is he in the midst of a hot streak? His 254 Babbitt suggests that he's not getting lucky at all. He's just flat out raking. I don't know when he's going to get the call because there is a log jam for the Royals for these left-handed big guys uh, that play kind of that DH corner outfield first base, but he's definitely worth stashing because if he gets his shot, you know, maybe they deal Carlos Santana, somebody gets hurt. All of a sudden they want to give this kid at bats. He could mash immediately. Carlos I don't know Santana. how he's not up at this point already. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. I have why no is idea. Carlos Santana holding him back? Like, I know this the He's Royals like the always fancy themselves of a guy as like, like dreamers. They're always dreaming like they're super contenders, but they're just, I mean, their catcher's not even top 10 rest of the season, right, Brandon? Hell no. No way. No, no way. way. He wasn't top. I mean, all, too all many now. lately is inflation. Salvador Perez from 2021 to 2022, that that was inflation, that price. <laughs> There's nothing like inflation, like Salvador. Salvador Perez's gas prices. Uh, $7, $7 a gallon Perez. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what that was. $7 a gallon Perez. I love it. <sighs> well, Ryan O'Hearn, don't forget, you got to get Ryan O'Hearn in your lineup. Yeah, oh yeah, be careful. He's Don't not pitch even to him. With the, he's even mm. I think he's triple A right now. No, he like might Dozier, be. He, they like, kept calling him up though. I, I hate just seeing teams and just like having replaceable dudes. Like you that know what just, it is? It's that Emmanuel like, just Rivera. Dead they weight. should play Dozier at third base and Emmanuel Rivera can uh Don't. sit the Don't. bench because they hate on Emmanuel Rivera. He's not that, that bad. No, but if you're gonna call up Vinny, if you have a guy like that in the minor leagues, then he should be getting Played appearances over in Emmanuel Rivera. You're absolutely right. And I also feel like, too, you got Wit in the bigs. You got MJ Melendez getting every day at bats. Yep. Get the get 
Get the young boys ready to rock. Yeah, let's go. Trade Perez. Trade Santana. Bring up, bring up your youngins. Let Melendez play catcher. I don't see it. You can't just say that, though. I don't think it's going to be easy to just trade Perez. What's his contract situation looking like? Uh, I can get, I can get, he signed a massive deal. I'm pretty he sure. Did, he did, yeah. You ain't gonna just trade Perez. Yeah. That's, I wish, in a perfect world, but no, somebody's gonna need to Brandon, if you're the GM of a major league organization, are you, are you trading for South Perez in that contract he's got with him? Gas price Perez, are you trading for him or what? Okay, okay. Just so I listen, I got it. I got it. Ready? Instead of sell, it's Sunoco Perez. <laughs> Sunoco Perez. What's his yearly, like, what does he cost per year? Uh, talk amongst yourselves. I can Didn't he sign for like 140 over six years recently? It's got to be something ridiculous. It's got to be something <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Sure he's got a huge deal he's on. The, what, the, he should be the everyday DH. And Santana should go, and, and Pasquantino should play first, and Melendez and catcher. Yes. Why are we? Uh, I'd have sell Perez baseball my teams. I'm. I'm the. T- if I ran a baseball team, I would pay for my DH. I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, we'll yeah. give this guy days I'd off. I get the best play. hitter yeah. I can find. I'm my point. Poppy. I want. I want a DH that can hit thirty yeah. and drive in over hundred every year. Yeah. My my point of my point was that they can't trade. I don't think they can trade Sal Perez that easy right now. He's got a huge. <laughs> nah, they can't. They should just. So, they should just you cut the losses with Santana. Here's He's not good D- anymore. You have Tyler. to pay him. You just you don't play him anymore. Yeah, DFA him. So, I think we we need to we need to make this known because Tyler couldn't be more right. If you trade for Sunoco Perez, oh my god, I you can't are wait. buying into a contract that goes through twenty twenty six at an average of about twenty mil per. Oof. So the inflation wasn't just in fantasy drafts. No, no, no. this isn't Putin's gas prices. This is a long-term <laughs> inflation problem. Man. Didn't he, right? Didn't he sound like a seven-year deal for a one forty or something like four years, like eighty-two mil? That doesn't start okay. until four, next year. Four years for eighty-two. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. So that sounds like extension. a terrible business decision. If I was a contender, I'd take him on with my DH. I think. Did we just see the the flip flop of the century? It's it's not the flop of the sense. It's it's not in baseball. In baseball, your money's like. Did, did Brandon? It depends. Say, the Matthew McConaughey was, thing. It's all fugazi. It's the money. It, it's did, meaningless. You did just Brandon just say money. if he was GM of a team, he would DH Sal Perez and bat him third every game? Is that what you just said? <laughs> and pay him twenty mil. And pay him twenty mil. Hey, I, I want my DH to be able to hit the home runs. He can hit home runs still. That's a good point. We all got so sour on Brandon's recommendation of Sal Perez that he had to go full contrarian, and now he's pro <laughs> the other way. He just he just Al duffed us, is what he did. Nonchalantly. All right, time to move on, Nick. Hurry up! Is your thirty seconds to gloat about your championship victory, and then we'll uh, move on. <laughs> oh man, you losers! That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my gloating. No, no one Arenado came through for me. I talked well, him up. Very rare. I talked someone up. He actually came through. Explain so, the segment. Explain the segment for the listeners. So we're doing the champion segment, my champion. And each week there's a new set of rules. The winner gets to pick the rules. And um, 
we all pick a champion. We pick a player to uh, represent us in this battle royale every week. This week, we are going to go with young, either well, rookie hitters, people who got called up this year, people who are started the team, started on their respective team for the first time on opening day, that made the opening day rosters. So guys like Brandon Marsh, um, I'm sorry, not Brandon Marsh, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby. Don't we give away our guys. Uh, uh, oh, my He's going oh, down the path of just giving away all our guys. Oh, no, Pretty much no, already no. Gave up 50%. no, my, my bad. Dude, the, the, they, no, they jumped, they jumped right to my mind. You won you know, last week. Doesn't mean you get to do the whole segment by yourself. Oh, yeah. really? I, I just explain He's why like, I got those guys. You, 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 you bend the knee. You, you, you get out of here. Bend the knee. We are going to have our first <laughs> mutiny here. Our first coup for a champion. We are going to overrun this guy who's trying to take all of our our guys. <laughs> uh, all right, Nick. Who did you pick this week for your champion? So, again, uh, are we doing most hits? I believe most hits for a rookie player this most weekend. Total hits. Yep. Yes. Friday through Sunday. Okay. Uh, so, Nick so, just won third. We picked all picked third baseman. And like you said, Nolan Arenado came through for you and scored the most points out of all of our guys. So Nick was the champion this week. So uh, this week's champion, go ahead, Nick. Who do you have, who do you have representing your so self? I should say my representation this week is going to be Louis Garcia, one of the five thousand in the uh, MLB. Louis Garcia from the Washington Nationals, uh, eligible second base shortstop. Get called up. Uh, oh man, I don't even know how long ago. It seems like maybe within the last month when um, their I think it was Escobar went down with an injury. Uh, I heard talks of him being like a pretty high prospect in their organization. Since he's been called up, he's he's hitting three sixty, got two homers, ten RBIs. He's had like four. He's had four three multi hit games in his last four. Uh, pretty much. Uh, eight hits out of 17. So he's batting almost like he's probably batting like 450. 10 doubles. Well, he's getting extra base hits. He's got a lot of pop. He's, he boasts a 45% uh, hard hit rate. And I mean, since I've noticed him, he's just hitting. So, and he's getting everyday playing time. So I'm going to go with him and he plays the Texas Rangers this, uh, this weekend. So, I hope it continues. Who wants to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, mine will be short and sweet. Bobby Witt, he's at home against the Oakland Athletics Friday through Sunday. Usually hit somewhere in the top three, so he should have a good amount of plate appearances. So I'm going to see in all three games, and I'm going to go with Bobby Witt. All right, I guess I'll go next. <clears throat> All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna take the easy approach here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep it simple, stupid. Go with the kiss approach. It worked for me last year, last week on one of our segments. I'm gonna go back to it. Go on, Brandon Donovan. Donovan has the fifth most hits amongst rookies. He's averaging just under a hit per game, and the Cubs have given up the most hits since June first. I like it. I'm sure you do. I'm going Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> um, starting to heat back up again lately. Uh, 444 slugging over his last seven games, a couple doubles, um, another stolen base. He has 18 on the year. 
And like Tyler said, one of the things I like about him is that he bats in the top of the batting order. He's batted first in his last three games in a row. Bats third and second a lot, so he's always at the top of the order. I'm going with Julio. All right. Good luck. And let's move on to our final segment, our Money in the Bank segment. Every week we make a bold prediction. We write out a check. And uh, if it comes true, then we cashed in. If we didn't, then we didn't cash in. So with that said, guys, anyone cash in their Money in the Bank bold predictions last week? Oh, Manny, Manny Keelum's got his hand up. All right, Matt, you can get us started then. Tell, tell us what you hit, hit on. And then uh, if you want to give us your Money in the Bank prediction this week, go right ahead. Absolutely. So last Wednesday, Vladito hit a home run against Baltimore, cashing my trip to the bank. Uh, it was it was nice. I was uh, out in Minnesota. I was about to, you know, uh, go out for some top golf. And I looked at my phone, Vladimir lifted off. So I was very, very excited this week. I'm saying that Alex Wood, uh, he takes on the Braves Thursday. He's going to set his 2020 high for strikeouts. So eight or more K's for Alex Wood. The Atlanta Braves have the 23.8% K rate for uh, K rate versus left-handed pitchers. That's tied for the sixth highest. They have a 13.3% swinging strike rate. That is tied for the highest in MLB this year. And they have a 27.8% CSW percentage. That is tied for the highest, but it's not by much. Uh, they're about a percentage point off from being uh, as high as the second most in the league. Alex Wood, he's got a 29.1% CSW. It's in the 66th percentile, so it's above average. And his underlying metrics suggest that he's pitching a little bit better than his shirt surface stats show. So I'm hoping on Miss Lady Luck to help me go back to back. You can take Alex Wood recording eight or more strikeouts at Atlanta to the bank, baby. Should it should have traded wasn't, me. Wasn't your home run me call, on Sunday? What is it? Wasn't the home run call specifically off Zimmerman? No, yeah. it was off the team. No, well, I mean he hit it off. I'm, I'm saying it was, was better. Yeah, no, I did the whole team. Your it was point just that was game. that Zimmerman had Zimmerman been bad and let up a lot of home runs. Zimmerman's been like the worst Zimmerman. pitcher like in the he, league right now. He's yeah. awful. And uh, you know, I, I, I was, chicken, I was saying so. your call was better because I feel like you're right. kind of. But I'm not that brave. Was that Zimmerman lets up a lot of home runs? What do you think I am, Nick Frazier? No, but I was happy I cashed for sure. All right, Brandon, you want to go next? Yeah, I uh, last week I didn't cash. I picked a. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Jake the Ray Cronin. Cron, Cron but you picked two home runs, right? Yeah, I he's been raking. Hey, the guy, yeah, he still has. The guy is on fire. He had right a fantastic now. weekend. Yeah, he did. He only he had, ended up with two doubles runs? though. No, no yeah. home runs. And he didn't get the four extra base hits either. But yeah, I think he had a two doubles, right? Two doubles. Did, That's yes. what he got over the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that didn't work out. But this weekend, I'm um, I'm gonna stick with the uh, the theme of the show so far. I'm gonna go with a rookie, MJ Melendez. He's traveling to the same place uh, that Bobby Witt. He's gonna be playing against the Oakland Athletics this week. I'm going with the reverse splits though. They got two lefties on the schedule. He's got Cole Irvin. And um, Jared Koenig, I think is how you say his last name. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sounds right. All right. And on Koenig. the year, M- on the year, MJ Koenig, is it just Koenig? Is it Koenig? It's, it's OE, Koenig. but maybe it's just Koenig, though. It could, you could do it. On the year so far against lefties, MJ Melendez, he's got a 389 average, 
722 slugging. Um, he's got two of his home runs, four doubles and a triple. He's been crushing lefties this year, even though he's a left-handed hitter as well. He's got a 232 WRC plus. He's got two lefties this week. And then um, I think he plays against Montas, which is a tough matchup. But I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with the extra base hits here. I'm going to go MJ Melendez gets three extra base hits this weekend. And you can take that to the bank. Yeah, Montas is pitching Thursday. He won't see Montas. Oh, all right, good, good. That's even better then. Caprellian's mm-hmm. pitching tonight. He might see Caprellian. I don't know. Who's been awful? As yeah, well. that's good. That's good. That's yeah, it's always <laughs> good. Maybe I can later in the weekend. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll go ahead with my prediction here. At the top of the show, I mentioned that tonight is the first uh, day of summer, first night of summer. And Brandon mentioned how the weather has been really nice. So uh, my prediction here is in honor of uh, the past season we just had. So with that said, uh, Jeffrey Springs will be pitching uh, Tampa Bay against the Pittsburgh Pirates Friday night. And I have Jeffrey Springs throwing at least five innings, and he will give up one or less earned runs at home against the Pirates Friday night. And you can take that to the bank. You better watch out, brother. The Pirates have been swinging it. Swinging it. These young bucks are going crazy. Swinging the big old bat. Jeff Springs is probably going to face five guys from the Pirates are coming through. The Pittsburgh Steelers charity softball team that they called up for Friday night to play against them. And he's going to strike them all out. And then he's going to hit my money in the bank. It's that simple. Michael Chavis is going to be the person who blocks yeah. you from cashing your check. Michael Chavis. <laughs> okay, Nick, what you got? So uh, last week I said that Tony Gonsolin would be uh, nine and zero by uh, this show. Well, by his second start, next two starts, whatever it was, it looks like right now he might be getting it. Uh, depending on how the next inning goes. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. That one's still on hold this week. I'm just going to go with uh, David Bednar. Pitches uh, six innings throughout the week and picks up three saves or wins. And you can take that to the bank. I went with the closer last year. That was a bad, bad move. I know. I went with Edwin Diaz as a, as a money in the bank last year. And I, I he ended up pitching like one game. <laughs> You just never went yeah. in that weekend. You said six innings between. Yeah, that's so, where I'm like, ooh, that's a lot. But what does that like include? What I tonight? think it includes from now till the next show to the next. Yeah, but also before. I have the, the, the whole Gonsolin thing. Can we now? Ex- the, you could just go to the bank at all hours. Yeah, I don't know, Nick. <laughs> the See, that's why Nick always goes to the bank. Nick makes his own bank. It's like a cash checking (laughs) place. Like Nick, the pawn shop kind of. Yeah, Nick tried writing like three checks in one show one time. We had to stop him. He just makes his own rules as the segment goes goes along. Yeah, that's why we let him go. I said the thing was the thing was his next two starts, and unfortunately, his second start ended up today, well tonight. So, I mean, I don't. You never know what to expect. You never know what to expect when money in the bank comes in, Nick. I mean, now we can just extend it to the next week. What can we? I'd love it. You know, like there are no bounds. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. But that's uh, 
that's it. That's our. That's gonna be the whole show, pretty much, right, guys? It's that's it, man. It's gonna come down to the money in the banks for next week. I haven't cashed in a while. I'm hoping I cash. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I've been telling, talking about t- uh, giveaways for the last month. This is your final chance to sign up for the Grand Slam Fantasy Sports birthday giveaway. Uh, we're giving away three cards, so all you have to do is prove that you listen and subscribe to the show. Go ahead and take a screenshot of your subscription and send it to the podcast Twitter handle at GSFSPod. Uh, and like we said, we will be drawing a winner next week. And we have a big show in for next week. So uh, uh, you don't want to stay tuned for that. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter and TikTok. I'm at Matty Kiwoom. You can check out my fantasy baseball market watch that comes out every single morning on Twitter and get some of my articles at spstreamer.com. Brandon, where can the fine folks listening find you on socials? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Brando Duff, B-R-A-N-D-O-D-U-F-F. Um, I'm always there tweeting about baseball and, uh, yeah, come find me there. Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at birdman TS 18. And how about you, Nick? You can find me at the real underscore St. Nick on, uh, Twitter and the real underscore St. Nick on Instagram. You disappeared on us, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what happened. It literally just closed out while I – I don't know if I even got my last words out on that uh, uh, situation. I, hold it, I started laughing. I couldn't hold it together. I thought the IRS was knocking on your door to collect your fraudulent <laughs> yeah, checks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forging signatures. Uh, Sir, yeah. were you in the bank after what's, hours? What's that uh, movie with uh, Leo? That uh, Leo and can. Tom Hanks yeah, catch you again. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, that's pretty much the life I'm living right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the run from the money in the bank feds. And that's it. Well, <clears throat> to all your listeners, thank you for tuning into tonight's episode. And make sure you come back next week. We'll find out if we all cashed in our money in the bank. And with Nick, we'll see if he cashed in both of his money in the bank. <laughs> but uh, until then, you have been listening. To Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast.